Live from the Locked On Buckeyes postcast. And unfortunately, this one is coming after an Ohio State loss. A one-point loss to the Georgia Bulldogs in the college football playoff. This game had everything. We're here to instantly react to what we witnessed on New Year's Eve as the Buckeyes lose shortly after the clock strikes 12. Locked On Buckeyes postcast after the end of the season comes for the Buckeyes starts right now. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes from the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Sunday, almost that Saturday, January 1st in the year 2023. And like I said a few seconds ago, this live postcast is coming after a loss. Something that nobody wanted to happen. Everybody wanted the Buckeyes to play the national championship. But unfortunately, they did not do enough to win this contest against Georgia. It's been quite a long time since we've had a postcast, so I'm going to go ahead and give a little rundown of what we'll discuss here on this show and how these go. Three quick thoughts that I have after a Buckeyes game, done these after quite a few football games during this season. And unfortunately, this game comes, this show comes, like I mentioned, after a loss. A game where there were a lot of different things, ebbs and flows, ups and downs, morale boost plays, morale killing plays. Plays for Ohio State where Stroud was running. Marvin Harrison Jr. looked like Georgia did not have an answer. Ameka Abuka did some phenomenal things in the passing game. But as one commenter already has said here in the live chat, the defense needs improvement. I had a conversation, a little text, a little quick text conversation with another Ohio State podcaster. And he made a comment that said Ohio State can't, seems like they can't tackle, can't stop the run. And it, it was true. But Georgia's offense, and there were times I was thinking, hey, where is Brock Bowers on Georgia? We've heard all, and I've talked about it, heard all the time. Where's Brock Bowers? Where is he? Where is he? When in the fourth quarter, Stetson Bennett made the plays that were needed for Georgia to win the game. And it looked like Brock Bowers was a focus of that in this game for Georgia. Stetson Bennett had almost 400 passing yards, 398 to be exact. He played a pretty good game, a better game than I made, than I honestly thought he was going to play. I know he's a good quarterback, but something just seemed a little bit different. Yeah, he yeah he had some bad plays, had some bad passes, threw an interception. I mean, he wasn't a quarterback that was flawless. But Stetson Bennett, when there needed to be big plays made, he connected with his receivers, and they made not only big catches, some of them being touchdowns. There was the, the play where Lathan Ransom ended up slipping, and him slipping led to a 76-yard touchdown pass. Some of the guys on defense in the secondary, I've seen you guys on Twitter go out there and say, well, there are things that people on defense don't do very well, and I have to agree with you. Some guys in pass coverage are not good there. But this game also had some injuries. You saw Marvin Harrison Jr. go down. You saw Kate Stover go down. You saw... Uh, uh, Darnell Washington of Georgia go down. You had injuries on both sides. Mayan Williams went down himself. He got he had a couple runs, went out, changed some things, went back to the game for a little bit. Injuries, those are one thing. Both teams had them. 
ups and downs, both teams have them. But when it came down to it, 42-41 in the fourth quarter, I'm in my notebook charting the play drive, the drive that I thought with 54 seconds left, C.J. Stroud was going to do what was needed, and he could, I knew he could do it, but he, he was going to do what was needed for Ohio State to win this game. He scrambled for five yards, a catch, uh, a pass completion to Julian Fleming for 12 yards. He scrambled again. Stroud was for 27 yards. And here I am thinking the Buckeyes are on Georgia's 32-yard line. And in my head, I am thinking, run the ball a few times, get it, get a few bar, few for few yards up, get it in the middle for uh 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 Noah Ruggles to kick the field goal. Had a negative uh a a negative run, minus one yard for Don Hayden on first and 10. The next two plays were incomplete passes, and no Ruggles misses the game-winning field goal. Kick that thing with eight seconds left on the clock. And this is not what you want. You don't want your season to end right now on January 1st. The game started on New Year's Eve. It ends on New Year's Day. You don't want your season to end this way. But unfortunately, it did. Season's over. I was actually at one point during the game thinking we'd be back here at the end of the national championship discussing what the Buckeyes did in that game and the outcome of it. Stroud played really, really good. Stroud played phenomenal, way better than I expected. Marvin Harrison Jr., if he was healthy, I do believe if he did not leave the game, the Buckeyes were going to win that game. Unfortunately, that's not the way things went today. It's not the way things are going to go at all. The Buckeyes lost the game 42-41. to Season's over, man. I don't like saying it. I don't like that at all. But we'll discuss more about what happened and what this means for the Buckeyes next week. Coming up next, though, I'll discuss the things that went well for the Buckeyes. Even though the season's over, they showed some promise, and I think we saw some really good things from this team today in the Peach Bowl, this live postcast. It's the reaction to the Buckeyes' season-ending loss to the Bulldogs, the Georgia Bulldogs, continues right here next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875-member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends 
for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest ways, easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. I see your comment in the comment section about the defense. We'll get more into that in this live reaction show. But next, I want to discuss a few things that went well for the Buckeyes. This game for Ohio State, let me just say that for those of you that did not check out Locked on Buckeyes show last week, I did not expect Ohio State to win this game. The Buckeyes all year, they have showed me what they are or what I thought they were as a football team, and I thought this game was going to be a Georgia win. Not as close of a win for Georgia as it was, but I thought it was going to be a Georgia win. And then what happens? Ryan Day starts doing some different things with tempo and getting guys tired, getting the big hog mollies tired on Georgia's defensive front, uh, um, using different people in the backfield, knowing Mike Williams can't go. You saw Xavier Johnson back there. You saw Dallin Hayton back there. You saw Chip Trainum back there. You saw a variation where Georgia can't pinpoint and say, that guy's in, they're going to do this. Because Xavier Johnson's in, you, you might have a feeling about what's going to happen, but you don't. That two-minute drive at the end of the first half, buddy, that was amazing. Seeing you had uh, – I want to say at that point it was Joe Royer out there because Kate Stover was out with a back injury, ended up going to the hospital. But you saw Xavier Johnson. You saw Harrison Jr. You saw Ebuka. Uh, uh, um, you saw Fleming. And then, you, and then you saw a tight end. And I was like, wait, so you got four wide with a tight end, but one of your wide receivers can actually play running back? Hello, I like that. And Ryan Day was dialing up some things that went very, very well and that were working. Things kind of changed when Marvin Harrison Jr. went off the field. What did you see in this game? A poised C.J. Stroud, a patient C.J. Stroud. What did you see? Stroud using his legs and not running like some people have said. Stroud needs to run, run five or six or eight or ten read options and keep them. No, he wasn't doing that. What did C.J. Stroud do? He used his legs efficiently and effectively when he needed to. Now, granted, they called a couple of read options. He kept the ball there. And Stroud said, hey, I can run. And let me just tell you, someone who has been critical of Stroud in his play and sometimes running the ball, his running ability was better today than I expected it would ever be at, in, a, in an Ohio State jersey. Ever be. Ultimately, what did we find? That Stroud can run the ball. That C.J. Stroud... And Ryan Day, they can work together to do things that people didn't think they could do when they needed to happen to move the ball to put points on the board. I I got I gained a lot more respect for I had a lot of respect for Ryan Day. I gained a lot more respect for Ryan Day in this game and for especially for CJ Stroud because his patience, his poise helped this team. We knew they were going to be air raid. I mean, look, let me look at this really quickly. The numbers. Ohio State ran the ball 32 times, 119 rushing yards. Uh, average 3.7 yards a pop. Everybody knew. People knew Ohio State's going to pass the ball. Stroud had 348 passing yards, uh, four touchdowns, uh, a passer rating of 192.4. I don't know what the passer rating cap is. When you have 192.4, buddy, that's really good. The offense looked good, man, even with guys that weren't running the ball consistently. You didn't have anybody average five or six yards a pop. Don Hayden was close with 4.8. David Johnson averaged 4.7.
Mayan 2.7, but he only had three rushes. So that average would have been inflated if he was able to play a whole lot more. We expect that from Mayan Williams. But let me tell you, C.J. Stroud impressed me. Ryan Day impressed me. And I hope that Ryan Day and this trend of what we saw today, we, that continues next year, the up-tempo and things that we've been calling for all year, he's did them today. Do that consistently. Because when you do that, Ryan Day dials up the best, one of the best games anybody can dial up being a play caller in college football. Here comes the negative part of this game, and I'm going to close it out with this. I hit it. Hit on it earlier. Didn't really say many negatives about the game when it came to the offense. That last drive in the game where it was negative one yard and they went two passes. Well, you know Georgia's going to come back and uh, bring bring the pass rush. One thing that was a little concerning was the defense. And I am not a person that says you need to fire Jim Knowles. You need to fire these guys. I am not a person that says that. But what I will say is this. That was not what I expected Ohio State's defense to be today. That was not it. Played very well at times. Let me let me give it to you. That defense played very, very well. Um, Georgia's rushing attack, which is a, was better than people think, used a lot of guys back there. They, they played – the Buckeyes played better than I expected at times. When you have guys that are just like getting, getting chunk plays in the run game, something needs to change. We saw Cam Brown and other guys track the ball in the air better than expected, better than they have for a while. That's a positive. But ultimately, this defense needs to improve. I'm not going to say, oh, why are you running free man at this point in time? I'm not going to go all that. Uh, I'm not going to get all schematic right now. I have not had a time or chance to go back and re-watch the game and see what was happening and see exactly was it a slippage or was it something else going on. That may happen next week on the show. But ultimately, this defense, I said it during the game. I tweeted it. The defense has has to do something to help the offense in this game. Ultimately, it was an offense that could not move the ball. You would think Noah Ruggles would hit a 50-yard field goal. Did not happen. So the offense had the ball late. Offense had a chance to win the game. Similar to 2019 against Clemson. The offense had the ball late. 2019 was a field's interception. This time was a missed field goal. And honestly, Ruggles can make that kick. He missed it. Missed it bad. Really, really bad. But if the defense made more plays, if the defense did a better job, if the defense was able to track the ball in the air a little bit better, we wouldn't be coming here talking about a Buckeye loss. It would be a Buckeye win. Guys, I'm glad all of you are tuning in to this Locked on Buckeyes postcast, instantly reacting to the Buckeyes uh, season-ending loss to Georgia in the Peach Bowl. One-point loss. Georgia wins the game 42-41. to You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. Send your emails to jstevens 317 at gmail.com. We will not be back on Monday. Taking the holiday off. If something changes, there might be a show in your feed. But as of right now, I'm planning on taking January 2nd off, January 2nd off, treating that as a holiday, being back on that Tuesday to discuss more about this and what is next for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, we'll talk about the transfer portal because I do think there'll be a few Buckeyes entering that thing starting maybe tomorrow, maybe today, but definitely starting next week. Buckeyes lose. Season's over. Hate saying it. 42-41 win to Georgia. Georgia is playing in the national championship against TCU. Last comment, 
SM7 for boss. We've said this before. It's the story of this of this defense. The defense gave up too many chunk plays. That's the comment. Last comment I'll read or entertain, and he is correct. You don't give up those chunk plays, and we know what Jim Knowles' defense will give up. The Buckeyes probably, probably win this game. The season's over. I'm out of here. Happy New Year. Hope I wish you started it in a better way, but I hope everyone stays safe on this holiday and enjoys watching the uh, NFL football on a Sunday and the national championship. Hope you enjoy. You might find time to watch that and enjoy that uh, on January 9th. Out of here. Hope everyone has a great start to 2023. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.